This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the place to stay updated and educated. Tech Guide, episode 362. Hello and welcome to the show. Great to have your company with us once again. My name is Stephen Fennec and I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, the scams that have cost Australians half a billion dollars and how you can avoid becoming a victim. Aldi Mobile has unveiled some pretty good value mobile plans and we'll give you our impressions of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to check out the WinBot X robot window cleaner. Arlo's wire-free cameras are now HomeKit compatible and DJI releases the Osmo Mobile 3 gimbal for your smartphone and we'll wrap it up with the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected and Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Some alarming news coming out of the ACCC, who have just released a report called Targeting Scams. That's their 10th annual report on the subject. And they've revealed some pretty alarming figures. It was last week was Scam Awareness Week. Were you aware of that? And the the report obviously was timed to come out at, in that time in that period. And what it revealed was that Australians in two thousand and eighteen were tricked out of almost half a billion dollars. That's a forty four percent increase over the losses reported in twenty seventeen. Now the concern here is that scams are going on everywhere. We're receiving them from a number of places, phone, email, text message. And the worry here, the report reflects that the real concern is that the scams are getting even smarter, even more sophisticated and posing as things, banks, the tax office, popular retailers, even people we know in a bid to trick us out of our information, trick us out of our money. Cyber criminals uh, are becoming even more resourceful, which is the real worry here. Uh, the ATO, uh, MyGov, the MyGov tax scam uh, in the ATO uh, re- received 6,444 reports of tax return scams just in the month of June alone. So these are opportunistic criminals here as well. They know it's tax time, and what do they do? They launch their tax scams. And it netted them quite a number of quite quite an amount of money. The top scams, though, uh, you'll be surprised how many scams type of scams there are. But the top scams, as reported to Scam Watch by the ACCC, the top scams by losses. Uh, the top one was investment scams. So people thinking they're investing in something and their money has gone. Thirty-eight point eight million dollars we lost. In 2018, the next was surprisingly dating and romance scams. 
that cost us $24.6 million. The next, the third was false billing. So they're those phishing emails that I'm sure you've seen. Uh, You may have received one yourself. They may have come from your bank. They may have come from Australia Post. Uh, They may have come from your phone company, your utility company, and they are pretending to be uh, that, that that company, then the chances are that they send so many of these emails out, the chances are that you may find, you may receive this email and you may be a, an AGL customer. You may be an Optus customer. You may have been expecting a, a parcel from Australia Post. And so you think, oh, well, what, do I, what do we have here? And you uh, quite innocently click on the link, provide them with the details they need, and they've now got your information. So it's really uh, important to check if you actually do have an outstanding bill of that amount. Go to the trouble of ringing the company. If you sense any, if you sense that it's unusual, go to the trouble of calling the company. If you do happen to bank with Commonwealth Bank or Westpac or whoever you receive this email from, call them and ask them, did you send me this email? It's, it's well worth that. That phone call could very well save you thousands of dollars uh, if you go to the trouble. The other, the other uh, scams that we've seen are also uh, one of the biggest too is online shopping scams. And this is particularly cheeky. So that what the criminal, the cyber criminals do is set up a, an online store that looks legitimate, looks, looks like a, a, a real storefront. And they advertise this store through social media platforms. So you'll see an ad for it maybe on on Instagram. You may see an ad on Facebook. And an item that catches your eye at a particularly competitive price. And you click through to this this, uh, this online store thinking it's real. Uh, you see an item that you may have been even shopping around for. So the cookies may be at work here where you may have done a search for, I don't know, Nike running shoes, for example. And the, the, it uses these cookies to say, well, here are some Nike running shoes that you may be interested in and they're way cheaper than you've seen elsewhere. And you're thinking, oh, I'm going to buy these. And you, you've entered your information, you've ordered the, ordered the shoes and you're not getting any shoes. You've given them your money. Not only have you given them your money, you've also given them your credit card details and all your personal information, your home address, maybe even your date of birth. And this information can be turned around on, on the user. This information can be used to start, open a bank account, to take out a bank loan in your name, to even port your phone number, your mobile number away from you. So these are the building blocks of identity theft, the building blocks of committing fraud to trick you out of your money. So the, the other classic, of course, is the, the tech support call. And uh, these obviously come via phone, which we should mention the top contact method methods by scammers. Number one contact method is the phone. 46.9% of total scams came via the telephone, followed then by email on 23.2% and text message on 14.4%. But the, the classic tech support call or someone impersonating someone from... from uh, Telstra, or they say they're from Microsoft. They call up and they say, "Oh, we just, we've detected some unusual activity, or uh, I've detected a virus on your computer. Uh, we, we can, we, if you don't mind, we can get in and check 
to make sure that everything's okay, and they may say, "Oh, listen, we, we probably need we probably need to update some software. It might may cost you twenty, thirty, forty dollars." Uh, and the person thinking, oh, "Okay, yeah, help me out. Yeah, get rid of this virus or whatever is on my computer," and they pay the money, and they do this on so many occasions, and it's ad, it's a lucrative industry. If they get just a few people out of the thousands they call, they're still making money, and this is particularly. Uh, targeting the elderly, no surprise that the most affected age are 55 years and older. Uh, these less tech-savvy citizens have uh, have are more susceptible to these scams, thinking that uh, the, the the person ringing them is genuine. They do have a they do trust the people that are calling them, to, uh, assuming that they're legitimate. So uh, that that's that's another issue right there as well. But the online shopping scams, the rule of thumb is if it is too good to be true, it is. So if you're seeing something that's way cheaper than you've seen anywhere else, uh, I'd, the alarm bell should start going off. If you do see a site, check it out. Go go, try to see if it's got a contact number, an address. Try to see if there's any online reviews for the store. So Google around. Just, just Google the name of the store and see if anyone else has maybe fallen victim to this as well. Uh, and in terms of uh, identity theft, it is w- when you receive a phishing email or uh, fake online quizzes even are trying to get you get some information, you think you're entering a competition, you think you're paying a bill, you think you're redirecting a parcel, these are the things that could end up costing uh, you your identity. The, the identity theft is their main goal here. And don't forget, you've got people that are – these scammers, these criminals are working – Nine to five, they're working office hours just to get your information. They start at a certain time and end at a certain time, like a job. It's their job to do this. And because it's so lucrative, it's becoming an even bigger industry. So we really need to keep our wits about us. We need to stay vigilant to double-check things, double-check emails, make sure that we're not falling for these scams. I know it's it's easier said than done, but I think we really need to be cautious. Consider every email to be a problem. If you don't know who they're from and it looks suspicious, then go with that gut feeling. So really, really take care because you could become a victim and that's the last thing we want to happen. You want to read more about this, uh, arm yourself with information here, our story, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. Well, when you head down to Aldi, it's really, uh, you don't know what you're going to come home with. Ever gone to Aldi and thought, well, uh, I just want to nip down and get some groceries and you end up coming home with a colour TV and a chainsaw and a, and a motorcycle helmet? You don't know what you're going to get. Uh, so the it, it is that sort of store. They have these specials and they have them at great prices and, and people go nuts. They, they think, yeah, I do need to have a, a stud finder and I do need a new set of pots and pans. Well, in they've also Aldi are also uh, in the in the mobile space. Aldi Mobile has launched some pretty new uh, and interesting mobile and data plans that give you uh, a fair amount of bang for your buck, and they start as low as fifteen dollars a month. So for fifteen bucks a month, you'll get unlimited calls and text and three gigabytes of data. Now, for a, a casual user, or maybe even for a child, maybe a first plan, fifteen bucks a month—that's not too bad. Three gig of data. 
that that's manageable. I think uh, that's plenty of data for a younger user or perhaps a, an older user who a light user. But if you want more, they've got the large plan, twenty five bucks gets you eighteen gig of data, and of course all your unlimited calls and texts as well. Or everything has unlimited calls and texts. You move up to the XL. You're paying thirty five dollars a month for thirty five gig of data. The double XL forty five gig for forty five dollars, I should say, for forty eight gig of data. And if you want to go jumbo, fifty five bucks will get you sixty gig of data, which is very competitive. Uh, and I understand the Aldi Mobile use the Telstra network, so you're you're getting four G there, not not four not four G LTE. I don't think you get four G, which is still good. Uh, you're not getting five G, of course. That's a whole new kettle of fish there. But you also included some plans have unlimited international calls and texts to uh, to for, to up to fifteen selected countries and up to four hundred minutes and fifty SMSs to thirty five selected countries. So uh, some decent value there. So you really, if if you're looking for a deal, you you sometimes in this in, this demonstrates it. You need to think outside the box a little bit. There's Aldi Mobile. There's also Woolies Mobile, uh, Boost Mobile. There's plenty of uh, plenty of uh, operators to work work through. Uh, rather than going to the big the Telstras and Optuses and Vodafones, there are some other options out there, uh, especially uh, these cheaper plans where uh, maybe your child might be wanting their first phone and this plan to go with it, or uh, maybe your mum and dad or your grandparents want to want a phone with, with not much data, uh, a, a cheap plan to enable them to get on, the, get on, use some apps on their smartphone when they're on the move. But Aldi Mobile, they've uh, come to the party with these great plans. If you want to see them all, I've listed them all on Tech Guide and a link to the site if you want to sign up. Uh, you can check that out at techguide.com.au. Now, we've just returned from the U.S., and I have to say it was uh, – well, I was in the U.S. Uh, to, to – visit for the Samsung, the Galaxy Note 10 launch in New York. So uh, I saw this as an opportunity to, uh, on the way home, you have to go through LA to come back to Sydney. So I thought, while I'm in LA, I'm going to stay here a few days and I'm going to Disneyland. And in particular, I wanted to visit Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Now, those of you who've been listening to this podcast or perhaps my other podcast, Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long, will realise, and anyone who reads Tech Guide for that matter, will realise that I am a pretty big Star Wars fan. Uh, I, am, I am unashamedly uh, a tragic Star Wars fan. I have been a fan since I was a child and even now as an adult, uh, uh, my fandom continues and I thought, well, I have to check this place out for myself. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. It opened on May 31, and uh, I was unable to get into the that section of Disneyland because uh, at, when it did open then, I was actually in San Jose not much, uh, not a few days later than that, but the only entry into Galaxy's Edge was with a reservation, and that continued up until June 21. So f following June 21, anyone could just rock up to Disneyland and then uh, inspect to, to enter Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Now, this is a whole new land at Disneyland. And anyone who's ever been to Disneyland will remember that there's Tomorrowland and Frontierland and Fantasyland and uh, all, the, all these lands. 
And Galaxy's Edge is yet another section. It's in the northwestern corner of Disneyland. Takes up 56,000 square meters. Was built at a cost of $1.4 billion. Now, you have to remember that Disney bought Lucasfilm for $4.1 billion and then set about to create the sequel uh, the sequel trilogy, so Episode 7, Episode 8, Episode 9, which, be, which will be in theatres in 120 days. But who's counting? So Star, Disney took their Star Wars investment uh, to the maximum here and not only set out to create an ambitious schedule of new films, which includes not only the episodes but also other films. They're, they've created Solo, uh, Rogue One. So they've got all these films that are planned in the Star Wars universe. So it was a matter of time before they took that investment and made it uh, and, and turned it into a physical thing, which we can now see in Disneyland, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And I have to say, I'm really, really impressed. This is an amazing section they've created. And it, it's it's different to the other parts of Disneyland because here's a section where everyone's in character and you step into this world. It's meant to be on the planet Batu at the Black Spire outpost. So the minute you enter... You rented this outpost and all the people that work there, the staff members, they're all in on it. They're all in, fully in character. They're all in. And you ask them questions and they answer like locals and they, they talk about, oh, I've lived on this planet all my life and uh, I'd love to visit your planet one day. And they, uh, they, they know that there's a presence of the First Order there. There's stormtroopers and even Kylo Ren walking about and... It, it's a way for you to experience your own Star Wars adventure. So unlike the other parts of Disneyland where you just get on and off rides and buy your fairy floss and uh, and do all these other things, here it, it's it's a lot different because you are you are experiencing the whole world rather than just one ride at a time. Uh, speaking of rides, there is one ride open in Galaxy's Edge. It's Smuggler's Run, which is uh, you in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. There's a life-size Millennium Falcon out the, outside the ride, and I've got to say that seeing it in person w- was just an incredible experience because I, I, I dreamed of, uh, since I was a child, when I first saw the original Star Wars film of riding in the Millennium Falcon and sitting in the cockpit and I actually got to do that. I, in the, the ride involves uh, you in the cockpit with uh, five other people, so six people in total. There are people who, who uh, take over the pilot duties. Then there's the engineers and the gunners, and you all work together and to complete the mission. And I was lucky enough to be the pilot uh, three out of the four times that I rode uh, Smuggler's Run. And uh, I was the right pilot, the right-hand side pilot. So I was in Chewbacca's seat, in Chewie's seat. And it was, I was in charge of le- uh, up and down with the controls and the left pilot was left and right. But basically, look, the ride's on rails and you do have a little bit of an effect to the ride, but it's pretty much, in, you're, it's controlled for you. So it's a really enjoyable ride. And my favourite part was, of course, when I pulled the lever to uh, send the Millennium Falcon into hyperspace. That was I was a, a childhood fantasy came true then, and you could not wipe the smile off my face. If you follow uh, Tech God on Instagram, check out our account. You'll see the last two videos. One was of the me pulling the lever 
to send us into hyperspace on the Falcon. And the second was building my own lightsaber too when uh, I got to activate that for the first time. So apart from the rides, and there is another ride opening, Rise of the Resistance, uh, which will open in January 2020. I did see it was under construction and nearly complete, so expect a, a second ride to open. But just the general vibe of the place, just being it's like being in the world. And not only is there a full-size Millennium Falcon, there's also a TIE Interceptor, there's an X-Wing and an A-Wing. So it's like you've arrived at this outpost where there are traces of the Resistance and there's First Order Stormtroopers walking about and Kylo Ren trying to sniff out the Resistance. And, um, you know, there was the, the experience of building the lightsaber. I, I did that twice, so I paid twice to build my own lightsaber and I got a fantastic, two fantastic lightsabers. And uh, part of that experience is choosing the theme that you want for your lightsaber. And when you do that, you need to book your time to be to go to Savi's workshop. And they're, they're scrap dealers, and they've gathered all this scrap metal that you can then construct into a lightsaber. And after you've made your booking and you rock up to pay, they put out the different themes so you can choose which one you want, and they give you a badge to correspond with that. Uh, and I remember looking at these, and then all of a sudden, the woman behind uh, behind the desk then grabbed all the all the uh, theme cards and put them under the desk. And I said, what's happened? She said, oh, no, I'm sorry, the, the, the first order's here. So she saw some stormtroopers that are cruising by, and she said, look, we can't, we can't let them know that what we're doing here. And that, that just demonstrates just how much in character they are for this whole experience. And, and it, it, look, it, it might sound childish to some, but for, to fans, and even, non, even fans who are just curious, who want to experience this, it is really enjoyable. If, you, if you're if you a Star Wars fan, you're going to enjoy every detail. And there is a lot of detail, a lot of stuff you're going to pick up, a lot of things up on walls and shelves and little things that you'll notice. But even if you're just a mild fan, just want to get swept up in this whole thing, you can still do that. You can take it even further. The Disneyland app is excellent. And the, the section of the app that you can use in Galaxy's Edge takes it even further. It allows you to go on a bit of a treasure hunt. So you can hack door controls and hack antennas and ships and droids. So you, you, it, it uses Bluetooth, so it tells you what's nearby that's hackable. Then you go up to it. Uh, solve a puzzle and then the lights on the controls make a noise or the droid does something or the antenna makes a loud noise. I even I even hacked the Millennium Falcon. That was one of them as well that I turned some lights on and, and did some other things. So you can go to that level of detail. You can even scan crates. There's crates that are stacked around that have QR codes on them and that's part of the app as well. You build up points. You build up all these things and credits you can also build up. So you can go to that much detail as well. You can spend hours and hours in there enjoying it. And, of course, you can buy lots of stuff. You can buy a lot of merch. Uh, there are several places where you can have a drink, where you can ha eat a meal, uh, and just be in the Star Wars universe. I've got to say, I was really impressed, and I think Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, there was a there was an earnings call from Disney last week, and they were saying that there was a 3% reduction in, in attendance, and a lot of people were calling Galaxy's Edge a failure, and I, I, I totally disagree with that. I think that uh, given the, the that every second person in Disneyland was wearing a Star Wars t-shirt. I think that there were a lot of people keen to get involved here. Uh, the the accuracy of the Millennium Falcon, not only the life-size version, but inside the ride, you what you've seen in the movies is actually in before your eyes. And for someone like me, seeing this in the flesh was just, it made my jaw drop. 
that's how good it is. But uh, look, a great experience all around. Whether you've got young young fans and or you're a long time fan like myself, there is something in it for everyone. But don't expect to see Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker and all these the old school Star Wars. This is very much in the sequel trilogy world. So you're going to see First Order, Resistance, Kylo Ren, Ray, Chewbacca, uh, the current characters that your children are probably a fan of right now. But uh, I highly recommend a visit if you are going to go to Disneyland. Make sure you make time to go to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. It is absolutely brilliant. You want to read our full review? Yes, we reviewed it. You can check it out at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. Now, we upgrade our smartphones and our TVs and our laptops, but when's the last time you upgraded your home Wi-Fi? It's probably been a while. Well, the future of Wi-Fi has arrived. It's time to welcome Wi-Fi 6. If you watch your shows on services like Netflix or Stan, you need the newest line of high-performance routers from Netgear. It'd be like giving your streaming the VIP treatment. The Netgear Nighthawk Wi-Fi 6 routers give you ultra-fast speeds and wider coverage throughout your home. You get four times the capacity compared to today's Wi-Fi, which means you can connect more devices and stream simultaneously without impact Wi-Fi speed or reliability. The devices of today and tomorrow demand more, so what you need is high-performance Wi-Fi that can keep up with you and your family. It's the biggest revolution in Wi-Fi ever, and you can be one of the first to have the next generation of Wi-Fi 6 technology with a Netgear Nighthawk router. Turn your Wi-Fi up to 6 with a Nighthawk Wi-Fi 6 router. Go check it out today at netgear.com slash Wi-Fi 6. That's netgear.com slash Wi-Fi and the number 6. And now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennec. Alrighty, first up in the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to be talking about the WinBot X. This is a robot window cleaner from Ecovax Robotics, the same people who bought us the, the D-Bot uh, robot vacuum cleaners. In this case, though, we're not cleaning horizontally, we're cleaning vertically. That's right, we're cleaning windows with a robot. And the WinBot X uh, does a great job inside and outside. So this is a, a product that can be used not only on your windows, your screen doors, but even on in places like your shower screens, balconies, anywhere where there's glass that you want to clean, the WinBot X can do it. Now, how it works is that it creates this suction so that it sticks to the window and then maneuvers around your window using the same intelligence and technology used in the robot vacuum cleaner. So it creates a path around your window. It can detect the edge of the window. So once it bumps into the frame, it, it turns around. Even if you've got edgeless, uh, frameless windows, it can still detect the edge of the glass and turn around and keep doing the rest as well. There's a safety tether system that it also uses so that if the in the unlikely event that your WinBot X loses suction, the tether then snaps into place and then holds it up off the ground. So it retracts and takes the weight of the WinBot X if it loses suction. But in our review and all the times we've used it, WinBot X has never, ever lost suction. 
It moves to every corner of the window. Uh, we'll go around, create a pattern to clean efficiently. Uh, on the base of the Windbot X are the cleaning cloth so that you give them a spray of soap uh, and within the centre of the Windbot, inside the cleaning cloth, are the two tracks as well as the wiping blades as well. And that suction creates uh, a nice tight fit to the window so that the cleaning cloth is effective and then the, the cleaning blades that come after them also do a great job uh, in wiping up the water and the soap and giving you a clean window. Now, the Winbot X, if you've got a really, really dirty window, you're probably better off cleaning it manually and allowing Winbot X to maintain the clean for you. So if you've got really, really dirty windows, Winbot X will do, it won't clean them as well as you with your elbow grease. But that's not to say that this won't do a good job after that to maintain the clean. If you let your windows go and it's really filthy, then you're going to struggle just with the Winbot X. You're going to have to get in there and do a bit yourself. But if you've cleaned them really well and you want to maintain that clean, and even if there's a little bit of dirt on there, the Winbot X can handle that in a breeze. Uh, the good thing about it, it's got a 50-minute battery life so that it can be placed on a window uh, and it'll go around the window, return to the exact spot where it started and give you an, uh, an audible warning. An alarm goes off to say, I'm finished. And then you can take it off the off the window take the suction cup, put it on another window. So you're able to put it in there and then go do something else. So the Winbot X does its thing and you can do your thing. I've created a funny little video to illustrate the fact that you can do lots of other things uh, while the Winbot X is doing its stuff. The wind, the uh, It's on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, uh, but I've also embedded that video in our review on Tech Guide as well. Now, uh, it is a handy product. Uh, it is a little bit noisy, I've got to say. Not, not noisy enough to drown out conversation, but loud enough to be heard. Uh, it is not the quietest product in the world. Again, I think uh, another downside is the fact that if you've got really dirty windows, you probably need to clean them manually before Winbot X can have a crack. Uh, but as, as I said, Winbot X can really uh, maintain that clean as well. Uh, we also demonstrated it uh, not only here at home on our windows, but also uh, on a balcony, on a glass balcony as well. So if you've got anywhere you've got clean glass, like I said, shower screens, balconies, pool fences, it'll do the lot. The Winbot X, uh, a, a pretty cool product, valued at $699 if you're keen. Uh, it's available now. It's actually come down in price a fair bit. So still does a pretty handy job, a uh, handy solution to keep your windows clean uh, while you're doing other things. Have a look at our video. You might uh, you might have a laugh at how we did that one. We'd, uh, we were pretty proud of that one. So check it out at our website at techguide.com.au in our review. But if you want to read that full review, you know where to go, techguide.com. Well, the Arlo wire-free cameras are probably the most popular wire-free security cameras on the market, amongst them anyway. Uh, they've been around for a little while, and the Arlo Pro and the Arlo 2 line of, of Arlo cameras are now Apple HomeKit compatible. So that means that they can be uh, included in the Apple Home app, uh, with, which is uh, on an iPhone, iPad, and on your Mac. So you can not only view the live stream, 
through the Arlo app itself or through Apple HomeKit. You think about the how convenient that is. If you do have other smart products that are HomeKit compatible, rather than having to use five different apps to view it or check in on whatever you're doing, you can now do it all in one. That's that's the beauty of having HomeKit compatibility is that you can view what you would normally have viewed on the that particular companion app within the Home app on your Apple, iOS, or, or Mac device, your computer. So that that's a pretty handy start right there. But the other advantage too is that once that it is HomeKit compatible, you can then set up other routines using other products. So you can trigger actions with other compatible devices that may that are different brands and even different categories. For for example, you can set an automation uh, to trigger other HomeKit enabled lights to turn on when the Arlo cameras detect motion. So you may have I don't know a Philips Hue light or another HomeKit compatible light, and you'll say, okay, when there's motion detected on the Arlo, which is in HomeKit. I'm going to turn on my Philips lights. So it really expands the that compatibility to uh, incorporate other brands and other, other products into your routines. So it really does help with that uh, to, to expand your horizons rather than being limited to one brand uh, to for your smart devices. This now Apple HomeKit compatibility allows you to, to use uh, and interact with other products as well. And of course, the other benefit is that it is now can be controlled with your voice when you talk to Siri. So you can say, hey, show me the front door on Arlo, and then boom, on your device, you'll be seeing the feeds from your cameras. So again, another benefit right there, you're being able to control it. If you've got an, an iPhone, an iPad, a Mac, and even an Apple Watch, you can have some HomeKit control as well. I've put instructions on how to set up an Arlo camera. Now, it's the Arlo Pro and Pro 2 cameras that are connected to certain base stations, the VMB 4000 and the VMB 4500, so 4500. Uh, I've put instructions on TechGuard on how to set up an Arlo camera with a HomeKit setup code and how to set up an Arlo camera without a HomeKit setup code uh, and it takes you through the steps so you can be ready to go using HomeKit if you're an Arlo Pro or an Arlo 2 user. You want to read all about that story, you can check it out techguide.com.au. Well, DJI, we know them very well. They make some pretty cool drones. They also make some pretty cool gimbals. Uh, anyone who's got a Ronin uh, with their SLR camera would be pretty happy right now. But if you'd like using your smartphone to shoot your video, great news. They've just released the Osmo Mobile 3, which makes it even easier to capture really steady video with your phone. And let's face it, the latest smartphones can shoot some amazing 4K video. Even full HD video, if that's what all you want to do, looks incredible. 
And the beauty of the Osmo Mobile 3 is that it can not only handle the mobile device, but it's also foldable. You can actually fold it down into quite a compact uh, form, uh, which means you can take it anywhere. It's got these, uh, this, these great locking mechanisms to make it easy to unfold, mount your mobile phone, and then pack it away again. Uh, it's got a grip handle as well with buttons that allow you to do various things like slow panning, uh, turning it around for your selfies, recording, zooming as well. There's even an active track feature, so you can uh, tap the trigger once and the Osmo Mobile 3 can then track a subject subject and keep it in the centre of the frame. And of course, it's a stabiliser, so if you're moving it about, it's going to be very balanced and really nice and smooth, whether you're making various panning movements uh, as well. It's also It also has a dedicated zoom slider so that rather than you having to touch the screen, you can zoom in and out just using one of the buttons on the handle as well. And the good thing about this new design too is that it, cl- it clears the way for access to the uh, t- to the audio jack if you want to maybe connect a mic uh, as well as to the screen uh, rather than you having to touch the screen to zoom in and out uh, it allows you to also to connect a charger as well for example uh, and to and to go from there but plenty of plenty of features uh, there's a sport mode time lapse and motion lap mode hyperlapse you can even capture great panoramas in panorama mode as well and it can also handle slow motion with like four by four times or eight times slow motion as well the DJI Osmo Mobile 3 there's two packages it's 159 for the standard version which includes the gimbal a wrist strap and the storage pouch or 189 for everything that comes with the standard version along with the Osmo grip tripod and the Osmo grip carrying case as well uh, it's available now 159 for the standard and 189 for the deluxe model that includes the grip tripod and the carrying case If you're interested, if you're creating content with your phone, you want to capture some pretty smooth videos, I don't know, you might have a newborn child or you want to just take some really cool video, the Osmo Mobile 3 is uh, pretty affordable and also has all of those great features. If you want to read more about that, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. That's the company that can protect you and your family online. We live in a world where hackers are constantly finding new ways to steal your personal information. And because we spend so much time online, it's quite possible we could find ourselves in a cyber criminal sites. The Norton team is dedicated to keeping people safe online, no matter how they connect. Remember, we talked about all the scams that people are trying to put out there. This can help you. So whether you're paying bills on your phone, shopping on your tablet or banking on your laptop, Norton Security Premium is working hard behind the scenes to help keep your information your identity and your devices protected. For more information on how to protect your digital life, visit au.norton.com. And now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk is brought to you by Belkin. If you need a charger or a cable or any kind of accessory, head over to belkin.com forward slash au. 
Now, we're going to talk about a few things. Uh, the first one is uh, something that I used recently, and it's called Find My iPad. Now, I've got a little bit of a story to tell here. Uh, I traveled to the US, as you know, and I was uh, flying back from LA to Sydney. Uh, I was on a Qantas flight. I was on QF12, and I was sitting in business class. I'll, I'll let you know that. And I had my iPad Pro. And it was uh, time to take off. It was time to actually, uh, I think it was meal service, and I wanted to put the iPad away. And what I did, I thought I was being really clever by putting it in the magazine holder. On the right-hand side of the seat is this small slot where they put the Qantas magazine, which I happen to be the tech writer for the Qantas magazine. So if you are flying Qantas, turn to the tech section, you'll see my reviews in there. But anyway, I thought I'm being really clever here. I'm going to put the iPad Pro in the magazine rack. It, was, it fit in there perfectly. Uh, it was an easy way to store it. Anyway, long story short, I get home, get off the plane, uh, go home and discover that I've forgotten the iPad Pro on the plane. So panic set in. My stomach hit the floor and I was ringing in a panic to Qantas to see if they can find it. I told them my flight number and my seat number. I even rang a close friend who uh, also works for Qantas, and she got on the case for me, uh, got the guy to go out to the plane, and he couldn't find it at first. And the Qantas, uh, the person from the baggage services, called me back, and she said, look, we've seen, tried to go out there, uh, and we can't see it. But in the meantime, I turned on Find My iPad and I could see where the iPad was. It was still at the gate. It was still at the terminal. So the plane hadn't been taken away yet. You've got to remember, they, they turn these planes around quite quickly and that, that could have been zipping off to New York any minute. So I told her, I said, look, I, have, I can see where it is. It is at the terminal still. So the plane has come into the terminal, hasn't gone out yet. I told her my seat number, my flight number, and she said, okay, we'll send someone else out there to have another look. And what Find My iPad does, not only does it give you the opportunity to, to see where it is on a map, it's pretty accurate, but it also lets you to set lost mode. So you can, I, I, in lost mode, I typed on the screen, this uh, iPad belongs to Stephen Fennec. Please return it urgently. My number is such and such. And the other thing you can do is actually play sounds on the iPad as well. Five minutes later, I get a phone call from a young guy named Adam who says, we found your iPad. I'm holding it in my hand. And it was a good thing you were playing the making noise, playing the sounds on your iPad, because we were looking in the wrong place. So because I made the noises through Find My iPad and it had my phone number on the screen, young Adam was able to not only locate where it was, I did give him the seat number, I think they looked in the wrong seat, uh, but he was also able to call me straight away. He told me, to my relief, he said, yeah, I'm taking it over to the baggage services claims office, which is in the arrivals hall, so feel free to come and pick it up. It'll be there in 10 minutes. So I dodged a bullet there thanks to Find My iPad. Same thing works for Find My iPhone as well. So turn those features on. Uh, it will allow you to track down your device. The other quick things I wanted to mention, there was uh, an inquiry from uh, a listener, a reader as well, who said uh, they want to know more about Wi-Fi calling. Uh, I did mention it on my 2GB segment Thursday nights at 9pm. Tune in. Uh, we were talking about how Wi-Fi calling could be the solution if you've got poor reception at your place, if you've got pretty poor phone reception, if you have a recent mobile phone, I'm talking like a, D, a, a higher-end phone that was uh, less than four years old, there is a feature called Wi-Fi calling, which uses your Wi-Fi network in your home 
to strengthen the signal. So rather than using the weak cellular signal, it can use your Wi-Fi connection and give you much better reception. I've, I've given this hint to a lot of people, and it has solved their problems. So if you've got decent Wi-Fi but poor cellular reception, this is the answer. Your phone calls will be crystal clear uh, and, and better sounding than ever before thanks to Wi-Fi calling. It's in the settings, whether you're using an iOS device or an Android device, you can easily get into the settings and flick on Wi-Fi calling. It will solve your problems if you live in a particularly weak cellular area. So rather than you having to change providers, you can just turn on Wi-Fi calling and it will solve your problem. And that's it. That's the show for this week. Uh, that's all we've got for you. Everything we've talked about, of course, will be on techguide.com.au, including my Star Wars Galaxy's Edge reviews. Plenty of cool pictures there for you to check out. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, we'd love you to send us a voice bite. So record your voice. You only get 15 seconds. I did receive one voice bite, uh, and the gentleman didn't realize you only get 15 seconds to fit in your question. That's plenty of time if you want to uh, make your question short and snappy. You can record your voice, and I'll play it right here on the Tech Guide podcast. We also accept emails if you want to go old school. Info at techguide.com.au is where you send those. We also want to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton. Give them a shout-out as well. They are the company that can keep you and your family safe online, particularly after we spoke about those scams earlier. Pays to have Norton on your side there. Thank you for listening. We look forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.